This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We got Derek Holland in for the entirety of the show today. Always glad to have Derek Holland with us. But wanted to take one more look back because we didn't get the opportunity to talk about this as a collective. Forget the resolutions for the future. What was your single favorite sports moment of 2022 as we continue to gear up for Sunday, 325, pregame starts at 1230, Cowboys Commanders with, we think, Taylor Heineke, but Sam Howell is getting first team reps today, so who the heck knows? Ready? I'm ready. Game seven against the Phoenix Suns. I thought you might say that. Chickenhead thought he was going to destroy the Mavs and it was going to be really easy, and then at halftime, Luka had as many points as the Phoenix Suns, and I thought I really did as a fan going, hey, anything can happen in game seven. But if you made me pick, I'd pick Phoenix is going to win this game seven going back home. And potentially pretty emphatically. And at halftime to be up by 30-something points and for Luka to have as many points as the Phoenix Suns, that to me was my moment of 2022. I think that's – I kind of want to talk about By that way, for Chicken just a second. Devin yeah, Booker, if you there. don't know. I think You're that it was 57 to 27. Oh, my God. <laughs> at that point, and – Luca had more points than the entire Suns team at that point, right? Or was it was it 27 to 27 or was it – It was something like that. It's either 27 to 27 or 29 to 27 Luca over the Suns. It is very rare – that in a game that one team won by 33 points, you say the game was not that close. Mm. At the end of the third quarter, this is a real score. It was 92 to 50. The Dallas Mavericks at the end of three quarters were winning by 42 points. And of course, you have that amazing, was it on the free throw line? Luca looking up at Booker. And I feel like that's going to last for a really long time. I think that is a very viable option for best sports moment of the year. It's not viable. It's number one. You okay. guys can talk about number two, but there's <laughs> I, nothing better than that moment I have in three. 2022. What? For the Mavs. You can only you have, have number, one. Well, you have number three. I have I have made them oh, into he's skipping you because yeah, I'm number two. I have Why made you? them into three different versions. Oh wow! Mm. One is local, one is non my team, and then mm. one is international. Uh, you're gonna mention TCU. I, no, I'm not going to mention TCU. It did happen last year. Yeah. Mike, similar to you, but I liked more the the pummeling of the Utah, destroying the Utah Jazz team. The whole organization fell apart after Luka did that. Like the the Sun series was a blast. It was actually probably too stressful for me. Uh, I forgot how stressful sports can be. But that's uh, good, though. That 2011 season with uh, the Mavs and the Rangers those years were the best. That was the best sports years we've had. Okay, Derek? We were almost, that was almost going to make 
Dallas the yes, city. Yes, exactly. You're right. Because the Cowboys were doing pretty good, too. Yes, exactly. So Is that the year they lost with the, the catch? Let's not worry about that right now. No. Okay. no the, that wasn't it. Okay. But Mavs beating Utah is my local one, Kevin. <laughs> okay. Nationally, the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Like We became fans of that team. And then they went to the Super Bowl. I was excited for that. Can I, before you say internationally, can I take a guess with an audio clip? Absolutely. Okay, let's play cut number four. Is this your international selection? Maxime. Yes. to do that if, if if i'm a radio guy or voice guy for tv whatever it is for baseball i want that kind of celebration oh yeah i'm gonna try to bring that to the table yeah okay. yeah that's that's it right there man like just that makes sense it felt like the the whole the whole world was like involved in that moment and like i had that was one where i was out with a bunch of people and we were all invested in that and there's nothing more fun than a whole like a whole restaurant of people being excited about one game I'm, I know yours is the Mavs, and I understand why. I definitely do. There was a little part of me oh, wow. that thought you <laughs> might pick cut number six because when of— When the Astros won it all? No, oh. but it was baseball. It was just this moment that had been building all year long. Cut number six. That press play. Oh my gosh. Like, let's just say, yeah. I will say for most Ranger fans, if the Mets would have made it and the final game would have been in New York and he would have, like, let's say, struck out Jose uh, Altuve. Yeah. Like, that might have been, like, for, for Ranger fans, the greatest moment for it not being your team. But I just know it had been building all year. And when he was, everyone was like, Get Timmy Trump again. And when he was there. And then the Mets fans blamed him for like them stop <laughs> playing well because once he came to a Mets game, they went on a little bit of a losing streak. People lost their freaking minds. That was awesome. I thought you were possibly going to play Aaron Judge hitting 62. That's in what Texas. I thought too. That's what I thought you were going to play. You want to play cut number five? Let's oh. hear cut number five. One and one to Aaron Judge. Here's the pitch. And there's a swing and there's a high fly ball to deep left field. Bubba Thompson back. He's at the wall. That ball is history. Aaron Judge has broken the American League home run record. The Yankees are pouring out of the dugout to greet him at home plate. Globe Life Field is on its feet. That well was done. an amazing moment. No, that's very awesome. But you know what sucks is Yankee. there's been so many moments at that stadium and they that don't aren't involve the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. You got a no-hitter, no hitter, a World Series, now 60. Or 62. 62, yeah. sorry. You got, like, all these iconic Corey moments. Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter. Yeah, that's, I mean, and none of it is Rangers-related, technically. You just wait. Till we're now. Rangers till this year. We're back, baby. I was there at the park when they traded Joey Gallo. Okay. That's a big See you, Mike. That's proud cool. of you, bro. 
I was there when Sandler kicked me out of the booth because I was rooting for Corey Kluber <laughs> once the seventh <laughs> inning hit to throw a no hitter. And I was like, I don't care, man. Like this is a no hitter. Like this is you start rooting for a no hitter. Did at this he point. do it with that smile? The no, he was mad. He was, he mad. was really Good. mad. And Good. Also, there was a Rangers like I can't remember front office person a booth down, and he's like, you can't. You're gonna get me in trouble. Like. <laughs> cheering this yeah. much for this and i'm like mike's like i'm here as jared's guest go you know no hitter well i was doing the post game show oh and so i left the booth i was like i'm gonna keep cheering for this i want to see a no hitter i've never seen a no hitter in person and i did and it was great and then Corey kluber missed the rest of the season after that Derek. well my moment of last year is when being at ohio state nope oh. being at ohio state and watching michigan win by 22 that was incredible. I've never got to witness at Ohio State yep. Michigan win. I've seen them, obviously, on TV beat Ohio State, but never in person and never at the shoe, and that was the coolest thing that I got to be a part of last year. How Are a lot of people texting in the TCU game from a week ago? They're, they're actually, and there's another Mavs thing that comes to mind, even though it just happened. Oh, it, I was going to say, what did you think about the bold statement from the Big Ten commissioner about how it was could the game could have gone either way, and it was an all-time classic, and that's why they should both be in the playoff? No. Yeah, that's I exactly mean, we, we literally, like, Michigan dominated at your home stadium. Yes. That's back-to-back years that they've beat them by 20-plus points. I'm assuming this is a Broncos fan from the 214. My favorite sports moment of 2022 was when Nathaniel Hackett got fired from the Broncos. Well, sure, that makes sense. Broncos country. Yeah, that's your moment. It's a horrible time to be a Denver fan. That is so true. I mean, root for Jokic or something, I guess. I don't know. From the 214, Messi winning the World Cup for sure. But from the 214, from the 817, from a 469, another 469, the Mavericks... Beating the Suns in Game 7 has come up time and time again. Though somebody from the 817 said, it might be recency bias, but I'm going Luka's 60-21-10 game. Especially with the stat line alone would have done it, but the intentional missed free throw, the tip around back to him, hit it to make it to overtime, that's pretty amazing. It is, and I don't want to take away from that, but I guess I am here. Every night, somebody scores 50 in the NBA. Last night, Giannis scored 55. The night before, Donovan Mitchell scored 71. 71. And Clay had 54. Tonight, somebody in the NBA is going to score 50 to 60-something points, and I'm not taking away from Luka. It's amazing, and I guess I kind of am, but like literally now every night in the NBA, somebody scores 50 or more points. Yeah, but Luka also had a triple-double. He had 20 rebounds. And nobody, it's never been done in the NBA. I mean, what he did stands out more than what those guys did. I mean, Whenever Donovan you have Mitchell a stat was pretty line good. That's never happened. I always think oh, that's pretty that's, damn yeah. impressive. I do think the seventy-one. I'm not going to say is more impressive, but what was taken away from that quite a bit was Monday Night Football. Yeah. Oh yeah. That but, it immediately got Demar lost. Hamlin. Yeah. Like, it's like a seventy-one, but I mean, the person I, is fighting for their life yeah. right now. I still think that Luca's is more impressive by and far. Seventy-one. Yes, I love the seventy-one. That's great, but Luca put. His triple double is like incredible. Like it's not just like he actually was spreading the ball around. I'm not saying Donovan didn't very well. I think but he had 11 assists. And we were supposed yeah, to but go it's to that not... game, but my wife had to have a birthday. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Aren't you glad she was born though? Doesn't that make it worth it? Okay. Just think, we could have been there. We could have been so, there cheering together. I was so mad <laughs> at her. The last no. no. Okay. The last. Bit. 
Why did you have a birthday today? From about the three-minute mark to the 30-second mark, I was just like, this MFN team. Like, and then, and then, then, like, yeah. you know, then you're like, ah! And honestly, I don't know, 5,000 people left that game that were at that game from about three minutes to 30 oh, yeah. seconds to go in that game. About 5,000 people said, we're not watching the end of this game you know because what? the Mavs have lost. And that came up in our – we did a segment, what – sporting event did you leave that you regret because something amazing happened my wife brought up we should do one what sporting event did you stay at that you regret because it all went a different direction as i Corey, i think that is a viable and that look in your eye makes me think that you have a story about that because Derek couldn't leave what was i supposed to leave well 2000 I know what you're <laughs> referencing, oh, you Mike. Son of a you God. too? Jeez. You would think when somebody from that team God, was in we front were, of us, we would back Well, we away. were all at the fan sports lounge. That yeah. Had yeah, but what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. It's just that for us, that was one of those moments where we had the goggles, we had everything ready so to go I. as fans. And then it just didn't Well, go. let's pick that up when maybe Derek's not here. Do you remember, though? Well, you asked the moment. Where you I was were on top when that all happened. No, future segment. Where were you when, it, when that happened? Where were you? Were you were at the span lounge with us, too. Nope, I was not. Is Where was he? Where are the You quit the show? You quit the station? He's probably covering a sports thing for the newspaper. There are multiple people who are not Cowboys fans who have said their favorite sports moment in 2022 was the Cowboys fundamentally misunderstanding clock management and running a quarterback sneak Come on, with no timeouts? What are we doing outs? here? I like this. I've seen this a couple of different times. My favorite sports moment is knowing Dutchy uh, Oven joins the fan at times. Ooh, Thank you. Yeah, that's been it. a that's been a that's nice a real friend right there. Yeah, it's been nice. I've seen a couple of those roll up, man. I appreciate so that's been you. fun. For yeah. the eight zero six best sports moment of two thousand twenty two, even the Por- either the Porzingis trade or T Y Hilton's first catch as a Cowboy. I, we didn't ask for this audio, but if I had known Porzingis would have come up. I wish we could go back. Alec, maybe in the break, see if you can find that audio when we get the breaking news about the trade, and then we bring up the Porzingis is in it, and then Mike goes, no, they didn't. Because we were like, hey, they traded Porzingis, and he goes, no, they didn't. <laughs> and then we found out that is 100% what happened. I couldn't happened. believe, honestly, at that time, how little they got for him, too. But what I'm hoping is, and I know this transitions into January 15th or more, is Zach Levine is under a contract that teams don't like. He is not playing up to maybe expectations. And then maybe you get him for a lot cheaper or his, the trade options for Chicago are way worse than they ever could have imagined. And they just have to try to dump the salary on somebody. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan coming up next. We will jump into the lunch rush as part of the expressway. We'll do some Mike likes it historical perspectives on the latest Luca award plus talk with Mavericks impact big Christian Wood all of it next right we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here. only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Here on the fan. Nothing shocks me about this game. And that drew rim. It's still loose. Luka got it back. He did it. He did it. An KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We will talk with Christian Wood coming up in just a little bit, as well as some Mike Likes It. But, Mike, you were also telling us the story of how you were hate-watching this game until the very end. Yeah, I was getting ticked off with that game. Luca, in the least surprising thing ever, was named the Western Conference Player of the Month. It's about time. That is the that is the third time in his career he has received the honor, also doing so February of 2022 and November of 2019. Dirk, who has won it six times, is the only other Maverick that's ever won the award multiple times. Ever. And so now Luca's got three. Dirk has got six. Who's has Who's ever won it for the Mavs besides those two players? Did you have that list? I do not have that. Because you said obviously they've never so done it more. So somebody than, else. I'm wondering I, if Ro Blackman or Mark Aguirre. Nash. Yeah. yeah, maybe Nash. That is maybe, a good like, question. I maybe Roy Tarpley, but probably not. I know he won six man of the year his second year in the NBA. Now Luca, the team went eleven and six, the Western Conference player of the month in the East. It was Joel Embiid. Luca, 35 points per game, 9.3 assists, and 8.5 rebounds. Joel Embiid, 35.4 points, 9.9 rebounds, and 4.2 assists per game. An incredible month by Luca. The so uh, Mark Aguirre, Finley, and Steve Nash all have one. Okay. Oh there you no, go. Rolando Blackman. Well, Kevin, kind of it's not easy to win that. Right? Dude, I mean, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic yeah. Johnson and Clyde Drexler, whoever. Like, I mean, it's just. You know, and then obviously I know you don't like him, but we have to respect him. And Carl Malone was putting up unbelievable oh, sure. numbers. Carl Malone was a great player. No, I will certainly agree with that. Now, but can I tell you this real sure. quick? I know this is more Mike likes it, but somehow, some way this morning, I woke up early and I'm looking at YouTube, and what pops up on my YouTube page is Pistol Pete Maravich's first ever basketball game in the NBA. And so I'm like, well, let me watch some of this. And he had his moments, but it was also against the Milwaukee Bucks with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So he was Lou Alcindor at that time. At least that's what his name was. I know who he is now. But, man, did he dog it. Yeah. I was like, that was his second or third year in the league. And I'm like, you should try more. And I know my dad has always told me this about Kareem. Is like, man, could he dog it. And there was in the movie, you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. airplane. He's like, tell your dad this. But I'm like, 
I swear Lou Alcindor, if he would have tried during that game, could have maybe had 80 points every game. (laughs) That's how dominant he was. He just decided like once every four to five plays to actually try in basketball. And I was like, I think if this Lou Alcindor kid in 1970, like watching this now in 2022 or 2023, I'm like, God, if he would have actually tried in these games, he might have averaged 50. Maybe he was tired. I mean, he's a big, tall guy. He just didn't really care to really engage in the when he did engage he's like yeah just give me the ball I'll dunk it hey just oh he wants to shoot it I'll block it I'm like you might want to engage in this game more uh Mr. Lou Alcindor Kareem Abdul-Jabbar okay that's the more formal version of that name now I have good news for you guys the Mavericks are yet again ahead of the curve and they have figured out the best way to win in the NBA are you pumped Corey yeah <laughs> It's over. Like, why would it's, anybody it's even over? Why would anybody don't want to compete spend anymore? as much as the other team? Well, has. but they don't need to because they have set up with a company. It's either Profit X or Profit X AI, and it is an AI sports technology that gives you a competitive advantage to maximize every decision. Which, by the way, is almost verbatim what Mark Cuban described it as having advanced technologies that will help provide the Mavericks with quote tools that allow us to gain a significant competitive advantage. So I know that he does things like this. They're already winning. He puts different aromas in the locker room because different aromas have your senses in certain ways or different lights. Have have one seven in a row. Yeah. But this has been for like a few years or something. He's done this, but I'm like, I love you, Mark kind of. But, <laughs> dude, it, it don't matter if it smells like crap or smells like flowers. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. Michael Jordan probably played great and they weren't putting different aromas. Or, or Somehow the Bulls had the right lights in their old stadium for Michael Jordan to win all those championships. Now, one good thing about the partnership with this company, which I also think is ridiculous that they're basing their strategy on, hey, we got this AI company. It's going to help us figure it out. Guess what? This company breaks down salary cap worth and potential. Their current value on Christian Wood, $26.2 million per year in salary. So if you're... Should we tell Christian Wood that? Because that doesn't help out our negotiation. I know, it does not. He's getting up extra shots right now in practice. All right, After practice, he's getting up extra shots right now. So I just want him focusing on what he's doing. He's not not practicing on his defensive slides and rotations. He's He's getting up extra threes. Okay, well, I mean, but like... He's really going to love talking to us. (laughs) Hey, we're just trying to make him some extra money. We're actually going to tell him, do not sign the two-year contract. I I mean, just when you... you when you hear oh, well, the hesitation okay. from the Mavericks of going four for 77, and you're like, okay, that's 19.25 million. Here is an app right here that the Mavericks have partnered with that say, you're worth approximately $7 million more per season. I feel like they should look at this new technology with the app and be like, we need to sign him for four years right now, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, I think he would. I, I honestly think if today after practice and after our awesome interview we're about to have – I think if they presented Christian Wood with the four-year max extension for him would be $77 million total, that he would sign it. And I think that would be a heck of a deal for everybody involved. Now, on the basketball kind of a bummer front, because I know some people had started the MVP candidacy for him. Did you see that? Christian Wood. No. Did you see that Zion is going to be out at least three weeks with a hamstring strain? Yeah. I just... 
I think that he's going to have, and it might not even be this, I think he's going to have an Amari Stoudemire career. And I said that when he was getting drafted. I think if you take him, I think you could be getting the best player. It looks like Jaw's going to end up having a better, even 10-year career than than Zion will. But I think you have to look at it. By 32 years old, his career will probably be over. Very Amari Stoudemire-like. The Amari Stoudemire did play 82 games his rookie year. You know, and like, I, I didn't expect him to get hurt yeah. this much early in his career. Yeah. I just thought because of his weight, because of the uh, the pressure that he's going to put on his uh, lower body by being the size that he is and the weight that he is, I just thought, hey, you have to realize that Zion by probably 32 will be retiring from the NBA. I didn't realize he was going to deal with this many injuries in from age like 20 to 24 or and whatever. that team has been rocking along and he has obviously been they playing all yeah he's been playing really well and then this happens and it kind of is just a bummer in the basketball world all right we're going to talk with christian wood in just a few minutes but okay let's get some mike likes it going thank you mike likes it is kind of a few questions for Derek holland and oh. i know that Derek holland the reason that you get to join us on wednesdays and we love having you here and hopefully you're going off to spring training pretty soon is wednesdays is kind of your rest day where you're not working out whether it's i guess throwing wise or weight wise or cardio wise yeah it's it's everything uh bullpens now are tuesdays and fridays uh just because i need to be ready to showcase i'm going to do a showcase with cole hamels uh on the 27th and the second so i got to be full go which honestly right now my last bullpen or two bullpens ago i should say sorry uh i was up to 93 in a bullpen so that's pretty huge for me But yeah, this is time to relax. I you're 35 years old right now. 36. 36 years old. Your friends. Okay. So (laughs) when you were, let's just say 10 years ago or longer, what was something you did 10 years ago or 12 years ago in your routine or workouts that you're like, there's no way I should be doing that, and I don't do that at 35, 36 years old. Well, I still do pretty much everything. so it's kind of hard not to uh, to say what I don't do. I'd say, if anything, I don't really run as much long distance as I did before. Uh, it's more of bike work, elliptical stuff, just because it's so hard on the knees. And I've got some pretty messed up knees. Um, but I, I would say uh, the big thing I don't do anymore that I tried and I've screwed up my back on it was uh, deadlifting. I stopped doing that. But everything else, I'm squatting, I'm lunging, I'm doing all the... The basic stuff. Is there an exercise that baseball told you to do early oh. on in your career that now baseball says that's not a good exercise? We have more uh, science now that that is not good for your body. No, I can't say I really know of what is. I mean, every trainer that I've worked with and talked with from organizations and everything, it's everything that they bring up I, I do already. So there's not, I don't really have something that stands out. It's like, nope, don't do this anymore. Okay. Squatting is a big thing that. There's been a lot of, in the last five to ten years, a lot of focus on the mental part of either whether it's on the field or off the field. Now, obviously, like when I was with the Rangers, we had Donnie Cockstein. I guess he was with you for a... He's my guy. I want to dive right into it. But was he he with the Rangers when you were with the Mm -hmm. Rangers? Because he's just Mavericks now, right? He doesn't have anything to do with baseball. He's got another guy. I don't know if Josiah is still there. Uh, He was the other guy that was there. But DK was my guy. He's helped me out so much still to this day. We still talk. The thing that people don't realize is, yeah, baseball is a game of skill, but I always put it as it's 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 about ninety percent mental. You can get once so you get lost. to the talent yeah, level. Once that you get we're up at. there, if you can't handle it, you're gonna get 
ate up. I mean, once you have one bad game, you got you're going to take everything. You're going to have everybody constantly ripping you, telling you you suck, and everything else all over. Like if you're on social media, whatever, you can't sit here. And the thing that you know he would always talk about is you can't sit here and only enjoy the good stuff. You got to be able to handle the bad stuff too with the good stuff. Don't just be that guy. It's like, oh, I can only talk when it's good. There was so this kind of goes to that. I think the mental part of it. This goes back to C.J. Wilson. You during those World Series. CJ had a very specific, he would always stare and it looked like he was looking into the light somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you kind of did something similar too, where you would kind of look it, somewhere in the stands. I always wondered, is there something specific they're looking at? And is that part of the like approach to the plate? Here? Pick one thing out and then tune everything out. DK's to DK, ground you or something or just, yeah, it just gets you like relaxed. Like my whole thing is if you ever seen the movie clear or a, uh, for love of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't seen the whole thing. My old teammates it. screwed it up for me and told me, which it was just part of my superstition. But that was my thing is, you know, I do my prayer. He ends up owning a ranch in the end. No, yeah, it's different. That's a Yellowstone. <laughs> You're clearing the but mechanism. I, yeah. I basically, like I said, I would do a prayer right before I pitch. And then once I got on the mound, I would take like a deep breath, look straight up above them. And then I would tell myself, clear the mechanism, clear your head. And then it's now it's go time, play catch. The reason for it too is, as DK would always say, is uh, you get you gotta uh, let keep the little green man from running around. Go ahead. We will pick this conversation back up, Sorry. but right now we bring to you Dallas Mavericks impact player Christian Wood. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. All right. We heard that perhaps you were out getting some extra shots up. How's the shot looking today? <laughs> Beautiful. I believe it. You How like many times do you play like uh, Luca in a crazy game of horse where you guys are taking crazy shots? We haven't played horse yet, but we have. We, we play a lot of shooting games, and usually usually I'm beating them. So. Wow. Man, I love hearing that. Okay. <laughs> so next stop, 60-point triple-double for you is basically what, what I'm hearing. And hey, I, I, would, I would complain about that. I, not at all. I don't think we would either. So I also wanted to say congratulations to you and the team. Seven straight wins which is the longest Mavericks winning streak in 12 seasons. I know your goal is not to build up a giant winning streak. You have bigger goals, but how big of a deal is that to win seven straight? I mean, that's a big deal. You know, it helps team confidence. It uh, helps us going into games with teams, uh, you know, above uh, 500. So, you know, we, we need it. We're going to need it again with this, with this next stretch of games coming up when we play good teams. Well, speaking of the next game, it's against the Boston Celtics. They got embarrassed against Oklahoma City last night. I know usually when NBA teams or professional teams get embarrassed, the next night they really or the next game come out and have a great game. Are you ready for the Celtics' best game? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're expecting it. You know, we talked about it in practice today that they're going to bring bring the energy. They uh, they let OKC get 150, so they're going to make an emphasis to try and you know, not let Luka or me score. Um, and try and you know limit Luca, which is you know I think it's tough this season. But um, <laughs> try try and do a good job of doing that. We just have to bring the energy. Christian Wood, join us here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. I'm kind of curious about the relationship with you and and Kid and how that's gone and what you've learned because it seems from my side of things, from our side, he has a lot of patience within a season of letting things happen and letting things develop. Is there a lot of patience that's going on with this with this team? Yeah, I mean that. That's I think that's just you know his approach with things is him just being patient. Just not not even with me, but just with you know everybody and everything, and just letting things you know uh, happen naturally and organically. You know, with a few uh, guys you know out, with a few defensive guys like Doe and you know Maxi and Josh being a great energy defensive guy, 
we're going to, you know, we're going to need, you know, everybody to step up. And I think I've been doing a good job of stepping up as of late. You and Luca have become ice cream and fudge. Can you talk about when you guys became ice cream and fudge? <laughs> I like how you just took that, man. I like how you just took that. Um, no, nah, but our, our relationship, is, you know, is great. You know, it's only getting better. It's only gotten better, I should say, you know, as the season, you know, is progressing. Um, you know, with me coming off the bench, you know, I didn't really have a lot of minutes with him. But uh, starting now, you know, we're starting to get a lot of minutes together. We're starting to get, get a feel for each other. I felt like we had a, a good feel um, beginning of the season. But, you know, just getting more minutes and getting more reps, you know, playing with each other is, is even is even better. You know, and I always think we've tapped into, you know, our full potential. After that got said, we have the important basketball conversation of what is the best food combination. Peanut butter and jelly came up, peanut butter and chocolate. Do you think ice cream and fudge is the best food combination? <laughs> I do. I do. Definitely. I did that answer your basketball question. It, it absolutely okay, did good. answer my basketball okay, question. I really appreciate that. The, <laughs> we, you guys are a good pairing. It's really, it's really evident that you, you and Luke are a good pairing when y'all are on the court together. I am wondering though, how this team functions in non Luca minutes. And if there is a plan for you to be like more of an offensive force, whenever Lucas sits. Uh, well, not necessarily just a, a plan. You know, I think uh, as of late, they're just trying to put me and Luca more together and let, you know, Spencer take take uh, unit of the – take range of the second unit and uh, just, you know, try and build off of that. And I think he's been doing a good job of that, you know, just controlling the game, playing, being able to play point and shooting guard, you know, in different positions, different roles. I think he's been doing a great job of that. I, I, was, I was hoping you could give us some insight on what you have thought – about your defense this season? Because I thought it was a remarkably honest answer. I liked it after the Houston game that you said you were trash defensively in the first half and had to pick it up. Can you, like, walk us through what led you to think that and then what improvements you saw that you're, like, much better in the second half? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I was just being honest. You know, I felt like it was trash. You know, I felt like my team, you know, during this this seven-game win streak has been, you know, piggybacking off of me just to make defensive plays, and I wasn't doing that. I was trying to do it, you know, during the first half, but I was doing it while fouling at the same time. So, um, I think second half, you know, I made an emphasis of trying to come out and just, you know, defend and protect the rim without fouling these guys, and I think I did that, especially when it counts. Last year and the last few years in Houston, you guys weren't very – competitive in the NBA and now you've gone to a team really trying to repeat get back to the Western Conference final and make it to the NBA finals how different is that as an NBA player playing on a team that's really harping on we have to win to put ourselves in a great playoff position you know it's it's, it's great you know it's great to be a part of this organization great to be a Dallas Maverick great to be a part of a team you know that's, that's so invested in trying to you know win each and every game and taking it um, day day by day and, and making an emphasis on team defense and you know, not just you know individual defense and I think that's that's a big factor that's been going into the, this winning and you know also Luca just playing you know outright like an MVP so you know a guy averaging 40 10 and, and eight is, is ridiculous so you know I'm proud proud of him you know proud of the way the team is uh, playing and you know we just got to build off of the seven games and like I said this tough this tough you know stretch of games coming up we have to find a way to win. Does that kind of MVP thought work its way into trash talk ever? Like, will you ever stuff Jason Tatum and be like, it doesn't look like an MVP to me? <laughs> you know, I've, I've been telling Luca to talk a little bit more trash, you know, to the players and not the refs. And I think, you know, he's, he's starting to listen to me a little bit. Because he he admitted <laughs> he might talk the most trash to you is he said, 
I get mad and yell at him sometimes, and what I appreciate is sometimes it's hard to work with me on the court, and he never gets mad. I thought, again, that was a really honest answer from Luca. How I was hoping you could tell us even more about that dynamic, and sometimes does Luca come back to you after the game and be like, "Sorry about that. I got a little heated." Yeah, no, no. We're we're just we're just both we're both you know competitive players. You know, he 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 definitely does yell at me, but I, I yell at him at the same time. You know, if if I, if I mess a, miss a defensive coverage or if he misses defensive coverages, you know, we don't get mad at each other. And you know, at the end of the day, we get back to the locker room and talk about you know what we could have did better or what we did, you know, wrong or right. And I think that that helps us a lot, you know, and especially not us just not, you know, getting mad just off of one another's comments and just uh, respecting and accepting that, you know, we just both want to win and we're both competitors and we both just want to make winning plays. Well, I'm just curious too, with, with you guys talking about that, what do you feel is your biggest strength and your biggest weakness right now with how everything's going? Biggest strength and biggest weakness. Um, I'll say my biggest strength is just being able to be a, a mismatch, you know, on the offensive end um, and playing playing defense at the same time. And I'll say my biggest weakness has been uh, maybe I would say protecting uh, the pick and roll coverages. I think I could definitely do a better job of getting better in the pick and roll coverages in terms of the switching or playing the drop or playing the blitz. Is that – is it the physical part of it, the mental part of it? What what is it that's kind of that you're you feel like you're lacking there? I think I think it's the physicality part. Okay. I think I have to get a, do a better job in terms of the physicality part, and I think I will. You know, as of late, with especially coming up with these bigger guys that we're playing against Nurkic, uh, Valanciunas, um, Al Horford, Robert Williams. You know, these these guys are big and physical, so I gotta you know master physicality, and I'm 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 ready for it. I want to say thank you very much for giving a real answer to biggest weakness and not saying <laughs> that you care too much yeah, or try honest, too hard. Man, I told you guys I'm honest, man. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. You know, if I'm playing bad, if I'm playing well, I'm going to definitely be honest. So I appreciate you guys. Well, we really want you to sign a four-year extension with the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> as so long as we're being honest, if, Christian. If they offer you a four-year, $77 million extension today, could could you sign that and say you could be a Maverick for a long time? Because we don't oh, want man, a Brunson I, thing I, to happen here. Uh, I, I know, I know. I know the pain. I know the pain with Brunson. Uh, but, you know, I can't say too much about that at the moment. I wish I could. But uh, what I can say is, you know, I'm happy to be, you know, in Dallas. Um, I would definitely love to stay in Dallas and – um this team's been doing great, and we just have to keep it up. The great thing is, is Mark Cuban just hired a company that has an app that says you're worth twenty six million dollars. That's right. <laughs> That's hey, right. Man, yeah, hey, man, you can't can't beat that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> give it. Just give us your number off air, and we'll send you all that information if you need it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get I'll, your I'll money. I'm sending that shit right away. Oh, oh make let's, sure you get that money. I'll just play it. Do we get that? We just need to get that dump right there. But other than that, we're good. We're good. I, I was, I was, yes, I, I was interested. Like, I mean, you you were in Houston. I know you. you whenever y'all went back down there, you were you know, on Twitter. You were like, "Hey, I'm coming back," and everything. You know, Texas has some good barbecue around here, and For DFW sure. has some good barbecue. Are you? Is that like kind of what you do around here? What is it that you do in the DFW area that kind of keeps your mind occupied? Uh, I try and go to a lot of food spots. Um... I've I've been golfing as as of late as a oh. as a random kind of activity, but uh, I like to go to a lot of food spots. Um, I've been to you know Nick and Sam's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took care of my mom um, one night. They gave us a free meal. So like I said, Dallas has been just showing me a lot of love just being in this city. And uh, yeah, I love I love barbecue. So if you guys got any recommendations, let me know.
Oh, yeah, we got Hurtado. Hurtado's is pretty yeah. special yeah. in Arlington. Oh, damn, you guys both said at the same time. <laughs> That's how you know it's for real right there. I, I, right. I, I was curious, especially since we're getting the opportunity to talk about all kinds of stuff. I And I know we're going back just a little bit, but do you ever, like, while you're excelling right now, do you ever reflect on your journey to the NBA and ever think, you know, this is I, it had to be this path to get me here today or think, like, Maybe I could have stayed in college, or maybe I could have done this, done that. Like, how do you look back at that kind of stuff? Uh, I'm just grateful, uh, except, you know, all the challenges. I think all the obstacles that was in my way were just a blessing in disguise. And, I, you know, I, as a young player, I didn't really know it. Now, you know, I'm starting to see it. And um, now I'm happy that I'm in a position um, that, I, that I'm in. And everything that I've been through just led me, you know, right to where I am. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, and another question going from Houston to Dallas or Detroit, Houston to Dallas is Thursdays on TNT, nationally televised game. And I know in your career, you haven't played in a lot of those. Does it feel different when ABC or TNT or ESPN come to these games? I told you, I'm going to be honest. It definitely feels different. You know, when you when you look to the side and you see all the reporters that you, you know, used to watch on TV, and you see all these guys that you used to see on TV. It definitely gives me, you know, like a little energy boost, just like it, you know, just like I played. Um, on Christmas, that's what it feels like. It feels like a Christmas Day game for me. So, do you need the stat line there, Corey? That was thirty points, eight rebounds, seven assists. <laughs> so, I, if we want to that. jot that down yeah, for tomorrow, yeah, I think we can handle up on that just a little bit. I'm all right with that one. Can you can you provide yeah, a couple more of those? I can try. <laughs> what do you? We talked about the strengths and weaknesses of you individually. There was some concern with the record earlier this year, but this Mavericks team is following a fascinatingly similar pace to last year. Do you look at this team now and at least see the potential to make noise in the playoffs again? Uh, definitely, um, especially missing key guys like Doe, um, Maxi, uh, Josh being a good energy guy defensively for us, um, and, and a key piece I think he's been for us you know, uh, beginning of the year. Um, I, I think we can make a, a good playoff push. This team was in the Western Conference Finals last year, and we're, we're winning games, you know. Uh, respectfully, I mean, these teams are uh, under 500, but we're still winning these games, you know, that we were probably would have lost earlier in the season. We're, we're pulling these games out. We're grinding them out, and, you know, that's what you could be happy for. So I think we'll make a good a good run in the playoffs. Uh, I think we just have to keep building on this seven-game win streak, and we have to um, knock these teams down coming up. All right. Hey, Christian, man, thanks for joining us now. Derek Holland and I, we're going to be on the third row right behind kind of where Spencer Dinwiddie's wife sits. So we'll be repping the Mavericks Thursday night. So uh, yeah, we might man, scream at you. Don't be afraid to say hi, man. Well, don't be afraid well, just, to say hi. just be honest. Are you going to say hi back to us? <laughs> oh, for sure. We don't want sure. you to big league I'm going to check, check out the, the channel too, man. I'm going to check it out. Okay. Woo! I love that. Talking about yes, love sir. to hear I'll just go get a jersey now. Thank you very much, good sir. <laughs> Thank you, guys, man. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year Happy to New Year. you as well. There you go. Christian Wood, we're helping him get a contract, and he's convinced Derek Holland to go buy a Christian Wood jersey. And now he's a Tolo. Now he's a Tolo. I will. Check out the channel. Honest to God, I'll definitely buy one, but I need that four-year extension yeah, from him. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Does what? that make sense? Like, if you get 35, and then all of a sudden he's playing next year for another team, that would really stink. I want him to, to get the four-year $77 million contract. I think it's an easy I think it's an easy contract to offer a guy playing the way he's playing right now. I agree. And I think that's less in his hands than it is in Mark Cuban and, and right. Nico's hands right now. They 
they have to make the decision that they want to stick around with this guy for a minute, that he works well with Luka, and that that can be the, the, the foundation for what they build the rest of this championship team on. Now, I got a quick football note for you. Dang it. Corey's observation of Sam Howell taking the first team reps in practice today was no accident, as you might have guessed. Ron Rivera has said that Sam Howell will, in fact, be QB1 for the team's season finale. He noted that if they were not eliminated from postseason consideration, uh, I don't know if he just found that out today or yeah. when how that might have happened. How do you not know I, that? That's a good question. Even the players know. I have no clue. He said if they wouldn't have been eliminated from postseason, that Heineke would have gotten the start. But since they are, they said at the end of the day, at some point, if Sam ever gets an opportunity to be a starter, why not get it over with now and go from there? I think he's like he's looking at it being ready. I, I'm always curious at guys if they're – this is a rookie season. He's like, this is quarterback situation in front of me is chaos. I'm never going to get to play. He has to – from him personally, he has to show out like – this is my one chance. I know this kind of sounds like Eminem here, but right. this is my one opportunity in my whole life here. I, you don't want to put this much pressure on you, but you, this is it. This is it for him. He has one game to show 32 NFL teams he belongs in this league for the most part because the Washington. And unfortunately, Mike, he's it's not like Brock Purdy right. where he has one game to do it and he's got a great coaching staff and a right. great team around him. He's got one game to do it with a coaching staff that didn't even realize they were eliminated from the playoffs. And might be coaching their last game. <laughs> and, and a team around him that's all like, we may not want to show up for Next this year, there'll be 10 quarterbacks this year that will not have a job next year because there's going to be 10 quarterbacks drafted that get a job because they're going to be rookies and you're going to give them that opportunity there with be a starter, like three or four will be a starter. And then there'll be six or seven that will be second or third string guys. That means... In the reality of this world, like the James Washington, oh, isn't well. Guess what? Play better, and you'd still be on the Cowboys. Play. There's going to be ten oh, guys sure. in the NFL that are quarterbacks right now. Sam Howell being one of them, possibly that don't have a job next year because there's going to be ten new guys that enter the league. And pe- before people like, oh, he's a rookie. I don't know. I mean, look what happened with Kellen Mond. Plus Sam Howell. I know people thought he was going to go higher in the draft. He slid to the fifth round. Right. Right. So he's not—he's not a premium pick that they're like. Well, we have to stick with it one way or another. So I—I I am fascinated to see how this game goes. I think this is good for the Cowboys yeah, though, because at least you win. know Taylor Heineke is like a potentially competent right. starting quarterback. We have but no we freaking t- clue. Cowboys tear up Taylor Heineke though. Like they like he, he sure. has picked they were probably going to win no matter what. But this probably makes it a little bit easier. Can I go back to Mike likes it real quick? Yeah, and good. a lot of people have thoughts about Christian Wood as well. By the he, way, he awesome. point spreads jumped up two points. It's now for, Dallas for by seven and a half with the Sam Howell news. I know that you got cut off, and we have two to three minutes here, Derek, because I think this is really fascinating to me in the game is the mental part of it. I'll kind of ask another question, and you can take it uh, further. And Do you meditate do you practice mental stuff away from the field oh yeah so i would visualize i literally watch video watch video of myself being successful study uh everything i'm doing and then i just take time to myself and just just kind of review things that have happened good bad whatever that way i can learn from that continue to keep improving that was just something that DK was huge about. It, it you mentioned nice DK and a green man in your head. Yeah, so that happened. So his thing is like he would call it the green man. If he gets out, that's when you know those big innings would happen. It's like you didn't contain him enough. 
it's not that you're not focused it's just you let something get out one little thing could take you away from what you were doing even though you stayed pretty focused with what you're doing how many guys do what you're talking about you're 36 years old do do 22 to 26 year old guys work on this or no. is this something where they're like look I, i've never failed in my life playing this correct sport. that's where it's it's funny to well, it's not funny but it's to me it's like a funny thing to watch is guys that deal with adversity for the first time don't know how to handle it they're so used to being sure. so successful like i've been so good i've been dominating i've been doing this now i don't know how to respond how do i bounce back from just getting my stuff handed to me you know it's it's one of those things so i always got brought in by the young guy or the the veteran guys that were like i don't care that you're 22 you need to do this so you can understand when this time happens because i had a lot of success through the minor leagues then i got to the big leagues and i started off hot and then it just you know i got stuff to happen i think it was fun talking to christian wood there for a second just because he got to talk about he's played in non-competitive situations in the nba and so like thursday night tnt's there well for Luca, he's already played in 40 or 50 games, maybe even more, that where yeah. national television has watched him on the NBA stage. For Christian Woody, probably coming into the coming to the Mavericks had four games maybe in his life where Houston was actually on a nationally televised game. People from the 972, when we're talking about how long he stays here, for the 972, all I gotta say is Mark Cuban better sign his ass now. From the 469, that sounds like a legit guy that's trying to build something here. I agree here. with that. From the 214. Christian Wood interview has changed my opinion about him. Please keep him from the 817. Love Christian Wood. Other people are throwing out contract ideas. And then from the 254, wow, I like this guy more already. He's, He's got great vibes. You can tell that he cares about the team. He cares about himself being successful. He's all about this team. And that's, to me, I think that's a great quality to have. Like, it, Listening to, to him want talk. to develop a relationship with Luca? And he, yes. And, yes. He's, and he's not afraid to tell you the truth. When we asked him about the strengths <laughs> and weaknesses, I love that he was honest about it because some for athletes are like, sure. yeah, I'm, I, I don't need to fix anything. He actually put it out there for people to know that, yeah, I know I've got some weaknesses and yeah, I know I need to work on them. He put that out there for everybody. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, We're all it's big wood fans now. Stop uh, well, that. Easy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.